Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast, conversations with individuals who are living out their callings beyond the four walls of the church and discovering how to embody the gospel of Jesus in their everyday life. Friends, I've got here my good friend, Kelly Mentor. How are you doing today, friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing awesome. well. Thanks for joining us on the Everyday Gospel Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just want to know, like, what, what are you doing now? Like, what, what's your, what are your, all the roles and hats that you oh. wear? And How and, long is the podcast? Right. Okay. Right. Actually, so before you answer that, let me just, like, <laughs> put this out there for everybody so they understand. I've known you for, I don't even know how many years, like, how many Long years we're talking, time. right? Um, and, and, and it's probably as many years as the number of phone calls I've, I've, I've actually, like, um, actually like picked up on yeah. and emails I've actually responded to like you've you've had to live through my unorganization lack of organization but we have the same birthday we do right we do. Mm-hmm. yes okay yep pause come on Michelle no you're fine you're fine Michelle Kelly Kelly Michelle hi good how are you Michelle along you. with Ty runs the organization excellent Yes. You're Mich- doing a very good job. Michelle's the person who actually answers all the emails. Oh, okay. Yeah, I because like I don't, it. and that's, <laughs> so, we still exist because of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Okay, have a great weekend, and uh, well, I'll message you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> We have the same birthday. We do. <laughs> yes. Birthday twins. Yeah. I love it. So what are you doing these days? Um, so I am a youth pastor at a, are we saying church names? Yep. In that kind of mm-hmm. stuff? Okay, cool. Um, I'm the youth pastor at Ponte Vedra United Methodist Church in Ponte Vedra Beach. I also work for Florida Conference, coordinating mm-hmm. student leadership opportunities and our Conference Connection on Youth Ministries, our CCYM. Mm-hmm. And also I am a therapist with yes. Elbow Tree Christian Counseling, which is in St. Augustine, but I opened, well, I sort of came north mm-hmm. um, to really try to attract some of the beaches area and stuff and work out of the church that I also work at. So I'm doing private practice counseling out of that church too. Yeah. So so what would be the, and I get confused, like Mm -hmm. they're counselors or therapists Mm -hmm. and, and, and psychotherapy, like what would be the official title for you? So I call myself a private practice therapist. Okay. That's the easiest way to do it. I am, our licensure situation is that once you've done all of your schooling and all of your internship underschooling, I did 18 months of internship while I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's in Florida, 1,500 hours you have to get no less than two years and you have to reapply if it takes you longer than five. 1,500 client hours um, under supervision. 
which okay. means I go to see another um, counselor who's licensed as a supervisor and just kind of talk about the caseload, you know, make sure everybody's getting the best care they can get, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, that's the only difference in what I have to do that is um, between a fully licensed and what they call a registered intern gotcha. with the state. Way so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So why, why therapy? Why, why, why this field? Why, why did, of all the things mm. that you could have done, in addition to youth ministry, which you're a veteran youth <laughs> minister, why add this? So um, the short answer is I realized how out of my depth I was in some of the things that my students were dealing with. Mm. I had a number of different times that I, either if I had the expertise or the schooling or the credentials, I do think I could have started something or done something that would have helped a number of my students. Mm -hmm. um, but the one, the, the pivotal, two pivotal points for me, um, one was a retreat that I used to lead with my seniors and juniors called Created and Called. Mm -hmm. And that's what is, who has God created you to be and what is he calling you to do with that? Mm -hmm. And during a guided meditation, I only time in my life that I have ever seen a vision ever, mm. but I have never been more clear that it was God. And it, I was, I was doing therapy in my office there at the church, which is still my office. This, yeah. is, this is a number of years ago. Um, and it's still, still, it gives me goosebumps when I think about it. Cause I'm mm. like, that's, well, that's new. I hadn't finished my bachelor's at that point. Mm. Um, and that was a long time coming. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's weird. And I kind of put it away, you know, yeah. so here I am working with these kids about their calling and I'm like, Oh, do I have a different one? Mm. Um, then years and years later, I had a student who had a very serious eating disorder mm -hmm. and I both, did not recognize the signs in the ways that I should have in looking mm. back, um, based on my experience and my relationship with this student, I should have, I really feel like I should have known, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and it actually took their soccer coach calling parents mm. and getting them involved in everything. And there was some angry response to me from the parents and rightfully so, I think, because I spent a, enough time with their child that they, you know, it was hard. It was yeah. a hard time for everybody involved. And this this person is doing great now, mm -hmm. like living, just living a really good life and very happy. But for me, it was it was just very surprising yeah. how little I was able to do to help them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was like, I need to I need to get credentialed. I need to mm -hmm. get some school. I need to 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 learn some different skills. And even then, I wasn't sure if I was going to do licensure. And then through the process, um, you know, I just kept coming back to. So I had to go and finish my bachelor's first. Mm -hmm. Super fun. Mm -hmm. um, and did that online. Mm -hmm. And then um, I actually did my master's online too okay. with uh, counseling degrees online. You still have to have what they call intensives. So I had to, you know, go to the school for a week, 10 hours a day of practicum and instruction in the morning, then practicum at night. And it was, they call them intensives for a reason. Wow. But yeah, so then I then I'm here. <laughs> Way cool. Yeah. Well, how have you? You know, what are the points of intersection in youth ministry and counseling? But then also, like, what maybe are the the not intersections, mm -hmm. right? Like, it, these yeah. are not the same field. Yeah. The second one is easier to answer, so I'll answer the first one yeah. um, first because in my internship, I kept running into those things. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not their youth pastor. I'm not their youth pastor. So, mm -hmm. um, But the first one, the intersections are um, 
slightly fewer only because while I am still as a therapist, I'm a confidant for the, for the teen. Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, well, yeah. So the similarity is I'm a confidant. The, the dissimilarity is that my relationship with them is for 50 minutes at a time and I cannot have relationship with them outside of that. It's how you keep the professional relationship. And while for my students at my church, it's still a professional relationship. There's more of a doing life together thing Mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to do life with your clients. Wow. (laughs) So that's hard. It's been hard. Um, if I'd have somebody come in who, you know, really just needed some life skill help, I could help them in those 50 minutes. But then my inclination was during the week, I'd want to shoot them an email. Hey, this, all this thing to do with what we were talking about, blah, blah, blah. And that's just not, it's mm-hmm. just not the way it works. Yeah. Um, and part of it is because you need them, you need your clients to take initiative. Mm-hmm. So if I assign them homework or, you know, ask them to do something and they choose not to, then when we get back together, we talk about why they didn't. So if I'm reminding them during the week, who, who's being helped really. Right. That's just right. me trying to feel better about what I'm doing in yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you, is it almost two very different jobs for you? They're very different jobs that require the same skill set. Okay. Because for me, um, so spiritual gifts inventories, you know, grew up in the church, did them all the time, right? right. As much as, as like other kids do personality profiles, spiritual gifts inventories, and it was always leadership and discernment, always Mm -hmm. my top two. Um, And the discernment thing was invaluable in youth ministry Mm -hmm. for lots of reasons. Did you do that? Hmm. (laughs) No, I didn't do that. Okay, Hmm. so who did? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, The little stuff and the bigger stuff. What's going on in your life? You know, why are we in this place? Can we talk about that? Um, that's just me. That's just who I am. Um, I believe now that that's because this is the path that God kind of had for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, going going into counseling and spending the time in youth ministry first. But the skill sets are super similar in being able to hear what people are saying and what they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, give them the space and the grace to make their own choices, mm-hmm. um, but also challenge them in those choices and, yeah. you know, really challenge them to be honest with themselves and, and with others around them. Wow. Mm. So good. Does being a counselor, being a therapist, therapist? Either. Either. I use either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reason I, the reason I use therapist more than counselor, this is just a dumb fact is because in my youth group, I call my leaders counselors. Oh yeah. And so I don't want to, I don't want to belittle what they're doing or like erase what they're doing by calling, you know, it just doesn't. Right. I want to make sure they know that they are hugely important as counselors. Absolutely. So that's what I've always called them. (laughs) Totally get that. Yeah. But either works. Way cool. So, so in being a therapist, is, is there any aspect that brings you joy? I, (laughs) yes, so much. Um, It's hard to describe. Have you ever felt joy, but you're like, I I know this feeling, but I can't tell you where it came from or Mm -hmm. where it's going to go afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But when when I sit in my chair and I'm talking to a client and they're inviting me into their life in a way that there's so much trust, there's so much trust that you get from a client and they have to go in... I'm telling you, going to therapy has to be the bravest thing anybody can do, honestly, mm. because you're going to, you're going to go in there and tell your, tell your world to a stranger and you're going to trust that they're going to be appropriate with it and that they're going to care you through that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that time, that connection, when I feel like they're just going, okay, I can just be just for 50 minutes, I can just be, mm-hmm. um, 
that brings me so much joy because mm. I feel like I'm like, I wish you could stay here all day and just be, you know, right. like, let's yeah. just do that for you. So that's amazing. Um, the, one of the funniest parts, which is we talk about all the time in supervision and stuff is that the clients will come back with, well, remember you told me this and I, I don't, I don't remember telling them that. So like <laughs> the most brilliant things you think you're saying are the stuff they don't remember. And mm-hmm. then the little things that you're like, oh, well, you know, you're just kind of talking along with them and, mm-hmm. oh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and you're like, well, push into that a little bit. And you know, um, those are the things they remember. And I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> okay. But it's awesome. cool mm-hmm. because it's stuff that you're not doing focus wise, you mm-hmm. know, it's just mm-hmm. like naturally what's coming out in your conversations. Um, but also it's like, man, these wow. other brilliant nuggets didn't yeah. go anywhere. No, I totally get um, I I see a therapist about uh, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had been weekly, but you know, mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Uh, it's once every two <laughs> weeks. And um, you know, one of the things that I've always appreciated is that when I open up mm-hmm. to her, um, she she lights up. I mean, mm-hmm. she just lights mm-hmm. up when I tell her this thing <laughs> that's like sitting deep yeah. inside of me. And um it it it's like I kind of look forward to that yeah. moment in in, yep. in therapy where like someone's actually excited that I just told them about me. Right. Right. <laughs> oh man. So I I totally hear yeah. that and um I register with that. And isn't there as a as a client mm-hmm. going in there? Isn't there something beautiful about the fact that you're like I've got something in me that I don't feel good about and it doesn't yeah. feel great and you give it to somebody and they're like that's awesome. Well, right. I I, I think I mean I think so many things about counseling and therapy, but I think one of the things that's really powerful is that for 50 minutes, somebody really just wants to hear me, mm-hmm. like really wants to hear me. Mm-hmm. And it's not really interested in like trying to edit me or like right. even trying to figure me out, but right. more like, I just want to hear, like, mm-hmm. I just want to listen to you in a way that yeah. like, even as someone who preaches, mm-hmm. so I get listened to a lot, right? right? Like, right. Um, or, you know, I'm giving advice to our college mm-hmm. students, leading, you know, mm-hmm. you know, my advice is asked a lot. Right. It's a very different thing when someone's like, no, yeah. I'm actually, I, w- I want, I want to hear about you. Yeah. And, oh man, like, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, when yeah. we're done, I'm just going to go. Get- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think especially people in the public eye, especially people who have a lot of people kind of clamoring for their time mm-hmm. to have that be your time and have yeah. somebody just be like, I am dialed into you and this is going to be about you and that's it. Mm. Um, anyone else you invite, you know, by talking about them into that space is fine because you got to give them permission to be there right. and you get to give them permission to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so what's the other side? Like, is there a burden that you carry? There's, um, so this was actually, this is a, a connection to youth ministry is I had to get really good at leaving, um, the stuff in my office, you mm-hmm. know, um, whether it's in youth ministry from doing a retreat and being okay with your office being a mess for a couple of days. So right. you don't have to spend hours cleaning it out mm-hmm. or, um, when a client's going through something and it's just a lot, you yeah. know, it's just a lot. I have, I don't have a lot of a pro- a lot of problem just sort of leaving it and detaching in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's still I'm still you know heavy or tired afterwards sometimes, but um, that's been helpful. That's definitely a skill I had to hone as a youth pastor mm-hmm. to not let my ministry take over my life. That has been yeah. utilized as a counselor. Um, but there, so there is that though. That's still when you know that there's so much ugly in the world and there's so much pain in someone's life and they're walking around with a smiling face all the time. Um, I work with a lot of teens. That's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to see 
where they're at at this point in their lives when honestly they the world's going to hit so much harder than it is right now and they you know are they going to be equipped for it are they going to be able to because it's hitting them so hard as it is yeah you know those things are hard um I have a number of specifically have opened myself publicly as an affirming therapist. Mm-hmm. And I have a number of people, um, youth, young adults and adults from the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. because I'm working out of a church. Mm-hmm. They're also some of them, uh, Christians, former Christians more likely. Um, but hearing those stories hurts the hardest, I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. because I'm, because I'm part of it. I'm part of the bad and I might be part of the healing, but I feel like being part of that harm that that they've felt in their lives because I'm part of the entity, that's also my burden. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. different (laughs) very different context um but you know often when people find out that i'm a campus minister Mm -hmm. full-time there are these these questions that arise uh usually it's the so how are you doing this and that right um but Mm -hmm. some of it is also like so like Mm -hmm. explain to me right how you know Mm -hmm. you know go into like well you're talking about different types of christians and Mm -hmm. denominations but at the end of the day i do recognize that I represent the church, right? Mm-hmm. The good that we can do, mm-hmm. but also the 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 bad and the harm that we have done, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's a, a liminal space for sure, right? Um, so I resonate with that burden. Mm. Um, so, how does being a therapist really align with your call to ministry? I'm a I'm a firm believer in in truth. And I say that measured because sometimes truth can be used as a, as a weapon Mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate. Um, but I've always, it's been my whole life. I've been the person that'll say, if you, if you do the hard thing, if you speak the hard truth, if you have the hard conversation when you need to have it and not wait, it's an easier conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, for me, I know that, I know that the ways that God equipped me from, being itty bitty are things that I find myself using as a therapist now. And Mm -hmm. I do believe that I am, I know, not believe, I know I am a, I'm a beloved creation of God Yeah, and he made me how he wants me. And, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean I don't do some stuff that he wants me to clean up sometimes. Right. But, but he made me how he wants me. And, um, that truth was freeing for me. 
and uh, I want it to be freeing for other people too. So it's like, it's, it's the way of being Jesus, the Jesus that I know in people's lives, even if I never talk about Jesus, you know, but like if I can have somebody come into my office and, and feel at home and feel heard and feel seen, seen mm. is so important because who mm. really feels seen all the time now, right? right. Um, like we have, we're just talking about social media, right, right. Before we started. So like you're seen the way you want to be seen, but have somebody see past all that and just get into it. Um, mm. I just feel like that's what God does for us. Right. So if I can be a little bit of that, that is, that's what I'm supposed to be doing because mm. we're supposed to be, we're made in the image of God. Therefore, in, in my estimation, being close with each other is the closest we can get to God on this plane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I need to be that in people's lives. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do. That's so great. Yeah. You know, this, this podcast, Everyday Gospel, it is about um, everyday people mm-hmm. who are living out their calls outside of the walls of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, for many years, have really uh, talked exclusively about calls to ministry about our clergy. Mm-hmm. Um, you receive a call to ministry, you right. go to seminary, you, right. you know, go through the ordination process, and then you get appointed. Here's your call. Mm-hmm. You're living out your call. And I think recently we, and I think we've always known this, but I think we have had, gotten maybe a new revelation of that, mm. um, that we are all called. Yeah. And so then it is, it is, you know, the responsibility of every follower of Jesus to discern their mm. call and to then step into it. Do you feel that sense of what's the way of saying it? That sense of spiritual enablement and like almost anointing in it as you are ther- as you are offering therapy and counseling. Well, that's a weighty question, I guess. Um, and the reason it's weighty is because for so long, our language has been the anointing has been by the church, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how we're sent out to do things. Right. Um, and on a lot of levels, yes, because I definitely, I, I definitely come from, I'm currently working in a church that, um, that specifically our leadership feels very strongly about um, mental health and about mm-hmm. people getting help when they need it and being able to reach out to our community and provide services to our community. So in that aspect, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird place for me to speak from being female and being mm. in youth ministry for so long because I've always been like second string, yeah. always. Yeah. And so it's almost like you have to you have to grab the anointing yourself sometimes, which feels very not biblical also, mm. because I'm always taught it that it's like given to you, you know, mm-hmm. so like if God, and I, I do believe this part, if God gives you a dream, if you feel like God's giving you a dream, he will add someone else to your life that'll validate it, you know, that'll, mm-hmm. that'll verify, not validate, but mm-hmm. verify it for you. Yeah. That's how you know it's God. And, you know, cause we're, who, who doesn't mean like, is that God or is that me? What am I doing? Oh man. Right? I mean, right? half of our clergy colleagues are still like, right? did God really call me into this? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, right? right. And on those days that you're like, everyone's making me crazy and I don't want to ever look at my email again. Like, <laughs> do you feel anointed? No. Right. Like anointed by, I don't know, not oil, not mm, blessed oil. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> something else. Um, so it's a, it's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. I feel when I am doing therapy and also when I'm doing youth ministry, mm-hmm. um, I do feel the most at home in my body and my mind and my heart mm-hmm. um, for sure. 
And as an introvert, that's a hard thing to say because I, I mean, so when we met, I was doing the gamut across the conference all the time, right? Like I do a lot less of it now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I would get after one of those meetings, I'd be, you know, down in Tampa or I'd be in Miami and I'd be driving home, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't put the radio on for six hours. So I'm like, if I hear one more noise, I'm either going to break down crying or I'm going to start screaming. And I don't even know what about. It's just introvert stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's always been, you know, the, the extra mile you have to go, the, the, (laughs) one of my favorite shows, they say this in the show, twice as work, twice as hard to be half as good kind of thing. I have felt that as a female in Mm -hmm. ministry, my entire Mm -hmm. ministry. Mm. And some of that's comes from me Mm. for sure. I know that. Um, and some of it has come from other leaders that I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know that that's something I've had to battle in doing this. You right. know, I had to, they, there's a lot of work when you do um, therapy, when you go to school to be a counselor, um, you have to do some work on yourself, namely so that if you're talking to somebody and they've got trauma or they've got things related to something, you also have something related to, you don't end up being, you know, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't be your therapy session. Right, it's right, about right. them. So you do a lot of that. And a lot of that kind of came up during that time. For me, a lot of the inferiority, like, why mm. can't I just be good enough? Because I'm good enough. Um, and instead, I figured out how to use that and to make me better in the room with the client. Yeah. Um, what I haven't figured out how to do is roll that into marketing myself. I'm terrible at it. And let me tell oh. you, in private practice, that's bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I can't imagine how you... Yeah, I, I would... Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I struggle with that, you mm-hmm. know, and just, yeah. like... Yeah, I get, I totally get that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we have this, we have this, uh, conference youth worker event rooted every year. Mm-hmm. Fantastic event. And over the last two meetings that we've had planning it, I've had somebody say, well, why aren't you teaching a workshop? I'm like, cause there's somebody who do it better for sure. <laughs> there's somebody who do all of these things better mm-hmm. than what I do. You know, what I do works mm-hmm. in my context, but it's mm-hmm. not like a universal thing, right? you know? And they're like, that's, that's a weird statement. Like, why is that a weird statement? Like, you've been in youth ministry for 20 years. It just never occurred to me that I would be, I can't market myself like that. I don't know why. It's just not Uh, a thing. Same, same. Yeah, and it makes it weird. Wow. I think I said (laughs) at Rooted last year when I spoke, I said my first statements were, I've been in campus ministry like 16 years, and I think I might actually have something to say to you now. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. So... If there's somebody listening to this who's, you know, feeling maybe this tug of, you know, their call, Mm. maybe in this kind of area of counseling and therapy, what would you say to them? Mm. Two things. I'd say choose your school very carefully. Okay. Um, Because where you go to school will shape a lot of what you understand about the practice and a lot of your... um, a lot of your bend, especially if it's somebody who is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's different for everybody. If you go to a Christian college, if you don't go to a Christian college, you just you have to be aware of the Im- implicit things that are connected to your school. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. I know that was really important for me, and that's something I struggled with for a long time. Um, so I would say that. But also I would say talk to somebody who is in the area. Like mm. I... I don't know if you want to like drop my email address in the in the description yeah, or whatever, but I'd be willing yeah. to talk to anybody who's thinking about doing it. I've had coffee with people. Mm. They're like, what is it like? What was it like doing school and working full time? Mm. 
two jobs. You mm-hmm, know, like, mm-hmm. what was that like? How'd you do that? And I say, well, I have less hair than I used to. More of it's gray. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, like, I um, talk to somebody who's done it mm-hmm. and um, be kind to yourself while you're doing it because yeah. self-care when you're doing this kind of a track is so essential. I mean, self-care is essential anyway. We should all be doing that. Right. Um, but I think I think a lot of people who think I would love to do that then think things like, well, I just, I just what if I'm not good at it? Hmm. You know, because nobody wants to be that therapist that people are like, oh, I had this terrible therapist, right. let me tell you. You know, nobody wants to be that person, but I don't know. That, that fear goes away really quickly because not everybody's a good fit for everybody. You're not friends with everybody. You're not best friends with everybody you meet, right? right. And that right. doesn't mean you're bad at being a friend. It means right. you don't fit. Um, it's, yeah, so I would say definitely choosing your school carefully and mm-hmm. knowing what you want. Um, also, not listening to people you don't know in the profession. Mm. <laughs> I listen mm. to a lot of podcasts, and that's great, but um, as far as like advice from people who are in the profession, if they're not people I know their own bias in like what you should specialize in, what you should focus on, what you should um, spend a lot of time doing what you shouldn't. Uh, an example, EMDR. Um, it's a, people have, uh, people have heard about it, I think. It's starting to get a little more notoriety. It's what does about, it stand for? It's trauma. Um, EMDR stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. It's a way to treat trauma that mm. does not give the therapist secondary trauma. Mm. Um, which can happen when you're helping somebody deal right. with trauma. And there's 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 a lot that goes into it. There's been like a YouTube sensation recently where it was like, you can do this yourself. You cannot, please mm. hear me, you cannot do this yourself. Um, and you should not do it without someone. You should not do it with someone who's not certified in this way of doing things. Um, it's a But it's a fantastic process. And mm. I had throughout school heard people say, don't get certified in it, don't get certified in it, it's easy to learn it yourself, it's fine. I thought that was accurate. Now in practice, our practice owner and um, another another intern in the practice are actually certified in it, and mm-hmm. the things that they have to say about it make me want to go out and get certified in it right now. Really? But wow. I won't do it without being certified, but I know them. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. them, I trust them, the things that they're passionate about, I know them enough to know where they're passionate it comes from. So I trust their answers on what I need to do and how I need to get my hours and how I need to get, you know, certifications I need. Yeah. Cause there's a lot out there. There's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um, I go on Instagram and I get advertisements to get certified in tapping and I'm like, I don't know mm. who you are, but I don't think that you have the credentials to certify me in that. Yeah. Wow. You know, like it's just, there's a lot out there. And right. so really finding somebody you trust and mm-hmm. asking their opinion on things. Um, and then if they don't have the answer, usually they'll help you get to somebody That's else really who cool. does. Yeah. Awesome. One last question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone listening who has thought about therapy, uh, considered it, but still kind of on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? Please go. Mm. Please go and try a couple therapists. If you mm. walk in and you um, are not comfortable in the room, I just did a shameless self plug. I just did a video, Ask a Therapist, a series that I started on my Instagram and YouTube channel. And um, I just did a thing about client rights, five mm-hmm. rights that clients have. Because what I see all the time is people go in once and it does not feel good. They don't know where it's going, it's not a good fit. 
for some people, they don't disclose the stuff they need to disclose. Hmm. Um, or it's also, this is, if you walk in there and there's some stuff you know you don't want to talk about, yeah. it's okay to say, we need to stop here. Mm. Like, I'm not ready with you to go here. Gotcha. You know? And mm-hmm. then the therapist knows that's, yeah, right? That's a boundary yeah. for you. I have so many friends who've come out of therapy and been like, eh, it wasn't really what I needed because they weren't giving into it. You mm. know? They weren't ready to go there, but they right. also weren't ready to tell the therapist. So I would say, please go. Try out a couple different therapists. Um, I would also say that uh, asking your friends who they go to is a good idea because mm-hmm. if they are finding value in their time with that person, then that would be, you know, if it's somebody you're friends with and you process things similarly and mm-hmm. they're doing well with that therapist, mm-hmm. that's an indicator that okay. you might also do well with that therapist, right? Gotcha. Um, so if asking a friend who they go to and what they mm-hmm. like about it and what they don't, but um, go prepared to be honest, go prepared to do some work. Um, and go prepared for it to maybe, I don't want it to sound super scary, you know, but like it, it's not always super fun. You don't walk out, you know, with a spring in your step, step every time, Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. I mean, I, I swear by it, but Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of, we, we have a lot of questions right now around couples therapy, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a friend, um, who refuses to do couples therapy ever. Because in her experience, it doesn't always help. But the reason it doesn't always help, and, and she recognizes this, is that often couples will wait until one of them is one foot out the door. And at that point, it's not just the issues in the couple, it's issues in the individuals too. Right, right. You can't work through all that in 90 minutes when they're both in the same room together. Even right. if you do 90 minutes, which some of us, some people do still the 50. So um, that's like, they won't work with couples therapy, you know, and I've got people who are like, I'm dating this person for three years and, you know, I don't want to go to couples therapy because we're not married. I'm like, mm. go to therapy together. Yeah. Just get skills mm-hmm. on how to deal with your everyday life. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you feel overwhelmed, it's because like your, your body and your mind are so connected mm. and we've forgotten that over the yeah. years. Um, so like I've got this chronic backache and I can't figure out why, but also all my stress and also I have trauma in the back and mm. in the background of my life and you know, it's all connected. Yeah. Um, so working it out is important and it doesn't have to be scary and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be terrible. It can really just be, I've got some clients who just come in and they just want to talk for an hour. Yeah. They just want to talk. Okay. We can do that. It's your dime. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be what I'd say to them. Go, um, be prepared to shop around a little bit. You know, that's mm-hmm. okay. There's mm-hmm. no shame in that. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so, so much. For My your time pleasure. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you. Gospel is a podcast presented by Studio Wesley, the online ministry of Campus to City Wesley Foundation. Special thanks to all our partners, donors, and supporting churches. You can support Campus to City by heading to campustocity.org support or by following us on Patreon. Mm-hmm.